Good evening everybody You are in studio with 180 degrees Oh, We are always so excited to be here with you guys It is Monday, we love Mondays You are here with me, Inga Stoffels Me, Zoe George And me, Amara Weiss Wow, loving the energy in this room tonight <laughs> So we have a very interesting show Prepared for you guys And coming up for you guys And we just hope you guys Please don't forget to contact us on our WhatsApp line Because mm-hmm. tonight we want to hear from you as well so true. I want to ask something that we haven't talked about in the last few weeks. How was you guys' weekend? Oh, how yeah. was my weekend? My weekend was amazing. You know, just chilled. My baby with my husband. We decided to have a chilled weekend this past weekend because we've been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually just decided to chill at home, took her for a walk in a pram. Obviously, when the weather was good for her. We went for a walk as a family, went for some ice cream, and then we just came back home. It was really a basic weekend. Mm, it sounds like a lovely family weekend, though. Yeah, I just spent it studying. In a week's time, I have two exams on top Oof. of each other, so I'm getting ready for that. What about you, Amadeine? Well, it is getting to be crunch time for my thesis, so that's kind of the only reason why I exist right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. Oh, as well as sermons. Thesis and sermons. Mm. That's me. Over everything. O-E. <laughs> Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. All right, now it is time for the financial flourishing section of the show. <laughs> so this is a bit of a new section, but we're trying it out at the moment. So I'd like to talk to you guys about financial planners today. But some of you might not know what a financial planner is. So a financial planner aren't just there for rich people. Everyone needs to get their financial situation right, and they can help you with that. They're advisors giving advice on investments, insurance, tax, retirement, and estate planning. Certain things should be started as young as possible, like life insurance and savings, since life insurance is generally cheaper when you're young, and savings is always good to have. Also something to note, it's good to get life insurance before you find out about any pre-existing conditions you have, like, for example, if you have a cancer gene, because that actually excludes you from a lot of life insurance. Mm. My mom has had cancer three times, and she's struggling to find some life insurance. Apparently, if you get it when you're quite young, like our age now in your 20s, it's not that expensive it's to get. It's not. Mm. Mm. I used to work under a financial advisor, and I even for a short stint had a life insurance policy, and mm. my my premium was very low, especially in comparison to the, all the other premiums that were being prescribed for other people because I'm young mm, and yeah. because, according to them, I'm quite healthy. Mm. So, yeah, if you're young, even if you're old, anyone should get this. Look into it. That's yeah. what myself and my husband did as well, because um when my mother passed away, so we kind of got like myself, my sister and my father, we had money um from her. Mm-hmm. So since then, we've had this financial. So this lady that's been working with my dad and my mom. So she kind of took us under her wing as well, because yeah. I had lots of questions. I had lots of, you know, how can we do this and that? So when I got married, then myself and my husband went to her and said, OK, we would like to take out, you know, these policies. Yes. These and she gave us a nice breakdown of everything. Because it's really important to have that kind of knowledge because we're not really taught about that in school. Yes. Mm-hmm. So some of the things financial planners can help you with is they can help you make a plan to reach your financial goals, which should be realistic. I know everyone wants to say, oh, I want to be a millionaire. That mm-hmm. might not be realistic for everybody. 
my own personal goals are becoming debt-free since I am in university and the two seem to go hand in hand. I'd like to be a homeowner one day as well as have some good savings. Um, I've been thinking about my goals since I decided to talk to a financial planner because they say you should have mm. those things prepped in your mind before you go. Yes. And yeah, like, like you guys say, life insurance is good for many reasons. Life insurance can be used to pay off your debts should you pass beforehand. Life insurance becomes part of the inheritance your kids get. Um, some certain jobs do have benefits for when you should pass. For example, when my sister works, if she should die before her daughter finishes school, they will pay for her schooling until matric as well as any uniforms or supplies she needs. Oh. So it's good to find out what your job offers as well yes. regarding that. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. It's a bit of a morbid mm. <laughs> financial flourishing thinking, thinking that yeah. way, but it's it's good to think ahead. You should yeah. be prepared yeah. for the future. Because you don't want to get to that point, and it's happened to very many people where they get to that stage that they never wanted to think about because it was too morbid, and now they don't know what to do. Mm. It's really sad, actually. Oh, plan for your future and plan for your loved ones, guys. Indeed. Zoe on 180 Degrees. I would like to intro the interview that we're doing this week. So it's not going to be an interview the way you guys are used to it. Mm. It's going to be more of a discussion on being prepared should any crises happen. So um, emergencies happen. We're all aware of this. From COVID isolations to ESCOM shutting off the power unexpectedly, as well as water shortages or outages. Mm-hmm. We are living in unprecedented times, as all the memes love reminding me. And getting stuff together should be something, uh, getting something t- together should something happen is a really good idea. Okay. We need to be prepared if something unexpected happens, because you never know if you won't be able to go to a store to quickly get this or that. You know, you need to be prepared at home. Hoard toilet paper, you guys. Nope. Works every time. And noodles. <laughs> buy, and noodles. buy a bidet, and this is going to be gross, but a vaslapi yellow. No. no. In any case, we move on. <laughs> Your personal finances are also important to take into account, as well as where you live and what you have available. Um, don't go spending all your savings on stuff to prep for emergencies. Identify what is important that you already have at home and work from there. Lots of people don't have the disposable income base to go about being really fancy with this. So just get some stuff ready for your family. Mm, that's really interesting and very true because, mm. um, like we were discussing a couple minutes ago while jamming to that song, many people in South Africa live paycheck to paycheck. So if you find that you're feeling attacked, don't worry, you are not alone. I personally don't have any disposable income. And a lot of people live this way. But if you are in the position where you can do this, this is something you should not think twice about. And what's really important about this conversation is also just to become aware, to be like, oh, cool, okay, maybe I should pack away some sheets rather than, you know, yeah. you know, uh, giving them away to someone. Yeah. Or being charitable mm. is very important. But remember to store some things in case something bad should happen. So just yeah. to be aware and to arrange your space better. Because something that happened to me this week is I got a cut on my hand and I could not find my plasters. Oh. My plasterkeys. I could not <laughs> find them anywhere. And I have them. And I ended up having to lend some from a friend, but in my flat, they are there. But it's just not arranged in a way that my emergency supplies, my emergency medical supplies are available. So it's about being thoughtful about your spaces as well. Yeah, so true. So firstly, I would like to talk about a bug out bag. Do any of you know what a bug out bag is? No, ma'am. bug out. Is that like insects? Like a camping 
<laughs> Inga is closer than <laughs> I mean, I heard bug and I thought like a bug's life, you know. <laughs> so a bug out bag is just some supplies you have ready. It's only for about four days that you should have this. This stuff should be able to sustain you for four days. The idea is if something happens and you need to just like get out, you need to grab some stuff and go, you know, get to a safe secondary location or whatever. You know, like if a flood happens or if a fire happens where you're living, just something that you can pick up and run out with. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that you then have stuff to live off of. Like the essentials, basically. Yeah. So some essentials I read online, but remember, tailor this to your specific needs, is firstly some form of identification. Okay. This will mm. likely be on you anyway if you carry a purse or a wallet. Um, so you might have your license with you. If you're a licensed driver, you carry your ID with you. But should the event be a fire you could lose some really important documents. So either have those scanned and uploaded to the cloud or wherever, or have some copies put away in the bag just to leave with you. Because I know my parents keep theirs in the safe. So just so that you can prove you are who you say you are. <laughs> yeah. Because paperwork is not everyone's strong <laughs> suit. And it's it's just it's just good to have that. And, okay, depending on the crisis, the most important thing will be finding a good source of water. So we can only live three days without water. Depending on medical issues, like I know diabetics drink a lot more water. So depending on you yourself, you might need more. So there are multiple things you can do for this. You can either store water itself, but I always feel weird about storing water. I don't know how you guys feel about that. We've stored water before. But how long term? Mm. Well, we generally, when it was getting to be quite a bit of time, we would try and use it. We've stored like borehole water because there have been times when they've just cut off the water mm. for no reason. And, you know, you don't want to be in the bathroom <laughs> taking care of business when mm-hmm. they cut the water off. So we just, have those just yeah. in case. Mm. So oh. there was a time where there was like, you know, water shortage yes. and stuff. So that was a, that time and that moments actually taught me different ways to save water or yeah. do but I don't think I've ever, you know, stored water like you spoke about mm. now. Like do we collect it or do we buy it and store it? I don't mm. think I've ever stored it. Coming through with the Eastern Cape perspective here, <laughs> I don't think we've ever had like a reliable water supply, maybe before I was born. But I've gotten used to growing up in a drought, so saving water is just like it's it's ingrained in you. Um, I'm not comfortable with storing water in like plastic containers long term yeah. because I'm like, mm, my vibes with plastic are off. But what we, for example, we have one of those big like Joko ten- 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 yeah. tank things at the back of our house, which is like our emergency, okay. emergency water supply. Um, but did you guys know you get water purification tablets? Tablets, tablets. no. This no. little bulky thing that you can throw into water that purifies it. It doesn't taste phenomenal, but it's safe to drink. In most cases, then you also get little filters that you can drink through that filter the water for you. And these are predominantly used by hikers. But that's great to have, depending on the situation. You know, you don't have a flood or whatever happens because then water is taken out and you can't drink and you need to drink. So having some kind of water purification thing in your bag is a good idea. The next item is food, which is the passion of all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. So here you need to prioritize shelf-stable items. I know those fresh veggies are amazing, but they don't store very well, and yeah. they don't really travel very well if they're not refrigerated. If you should buy cans, please remember to also get a <laughs> manual can opener, because this has happened to my friends that they go camping with a bunch of canned food. No can no op- way to open it. A rock is not a good way to It works. <laughs> No. If you have to, oh, but no. get just get a manual can opener, yeah. then you don't even need batteries either. 
Um, other things like drovos or boltung, as well as something to cook in like a little gas stove is good. Ooh. And then uh, pots that you can use on gas stoves, mm-hmm. just for in case, because that's another way of purifying water as well, just giving it a good boil. Next is medication. So this is a bit of a difficult one since it's hard with medical expiration dates as well as getting prescriptions ahead of time. Mm. So I just think being really aware of what your needs as well as your family needs are to keep it well stocked is a good idea. Don't overpurchase since that would be a waste and you have to throw away a bunch of stuff. But have a good med kit together with bandages and plasters and antiseptic and even maybe a splint. I After I broke my finger, splint was added to mine. <laughs> Um, there's a baseline that you should have had, uh, that you should have at home anyway. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think about just medication? I don't think I have any of the stuff you mentioned except Bernardo's. Yeah. Uh, we only <laughs> have a variety of painkillers. Like but- myself and my husband on top of the fridge that we have this um, shelf mm-hmm. cause the fridge is like in a, mm-hmm. there's a section for the fridge and mm-hmm. there's like a shelf on top. And that's like where all our medicine is. But now, like you said in the beginning, our plasters was one side. Mm-hmm. This was one side. So we actually just cleared that shelf and put everything over there. So in terms of, you know, medications, and if I'm just thinking off the top of my head, we literally have only, we have the basics like Panados. We have Medicure. We have, we don't even have like nasal spray or anything. We literally just have some flu tablets, some this, some that. Because mm. us together, we don't have any prescriptions or anything mm. that we need for us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we literally have what might we need, some rehydrate. Yeah. yeah. Different And it's it, it'd be good things. to add like an antiseptic and some vata to that as well, just for mm. like cleaning wounds and stuff. Because the issue my sister had is she, her husband and her child got sick at the same time. And they had to ask a neighbor to go to the pharmacy for them to pick up like a basic cough syrup that everyone could drink. So just having that on hand for necessity, because I know especially now with COVID, it's very difficult to go out to the doctor or the pharmacy or something. Mm. So just having some basics, like I keep disprints on me now, not on me, on my person, but in my house. Mm. Um, I have like a throat spray, just just some basic things. Should should you need anything? I have to go find everything because mine (laughs) is still very disorganized. But yeah, medication is very important. And then the next thing that might have to go into the bag is some clothes. So warm jackets are very important. I usually keep a jacket in my car, which was very tragic when they broke into my car and stole my favorite jacket. Ooh, they wanted your drip, man. It is a one that my friend brought me from a Disney cruise. <gasps> so I can't even replace it. Ah. Uh. Uh, it was one of those yearly cruises things. Yeah, I'm very sure. sad. But there's another tip: don't leave things in your car. <laughs> but I am going to counteract this tip and say, get like a box you put in your boot. Mm. Um, in my car, I usually keep some water because I've also, like, guys, this is just life advice with Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some car trouble previously in my life as well, where my engine just threw out all the water in it, and it had a very difficult time cooling, so I always keep like a bottle of water in my car, specifically for my yeah. car. I always keep a blanket in there. Um, I usually have a like a little pillow thing in there as well, as well as a jacket. And that jacket and blanket have come in use a lot. I have done a couple of Diernach uh, um, working through the night at the faculty, finishing up some <laughs> mm. assignments, and it's good to just have a blanket nearby because it gets cold in those old buildings yeah. at night. Sure. So it's not always practical to have stuff in your car, but just having some warm jackets or blankets, something there. 
um, having some good boots like hiking boots or stuff to go walking around in, um, as well as comfortable clothes that you can move in is important. A rain jacket and some extra underwear is an essential for that mm. bag. Mm. So yes. true. Guys, don't forget your underwear. <laughs> the next is utilities and tools. Something like a lighter, which is actually full of fuel, is a good idea. Did you guys know you get waterproof matches? No. no. Like, the list was like, get some waterproof matches. I'm just like, water what? What? Since when? Like, How? science, guys, has come so far. Right? Just some, like, waterproof matches and some waterproof storage bags also come in handy. And, yeah, I know not everyone might be comfortable with this, but having, like, a utility knife or a knife with you is a very good idea because it's, it's very versatile. But, like, <laughs> defense is not where your mind should go at first. Uh, I mean, you knives, never know. Like, bruh, like. You, <laughs> you said knives and I was like, oh, must be self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have a knife with you because, for example, if you put bandages on someone and you have something to cut the bandages yeah, with, true. if you have to you know, you can cut food with that. Like knives are really just a utility item. You can also cut anyone who tries you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And lastly, in the utilities uh, <laughs> items is the candles or a lamp. Candles are not always ideal to travel with, but should the power go off and you don't have power for the lamp, candles work. Mm. Candles don't need batteries. Get mm. some candles, guys. And then something Zoe's not going to enjoy <laughs> is... Does anyone know that little shovel thing that you can buy at hardware stores that you work in the garden with? Yes. Some of my family members are avid hikers, and they take those along for when they go to the bathroom on mountains. <gasps> so I have to say for what? At first, I was like, I hope this isn't what I think it is. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is. I didn't. I didn't know hikers did that. And I thought they just went before and then like didn't so continue. So you go on like a in. three day hike. Three days. So keep it in for three days. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The, you must do the health tip. <laughs> <laughs> and do, if you eating nuts and stuff, then your body is going. <laughs> do that thing bears do and just like play dead. Y'all play dead. Oh God! It's it's not a great tip, but it's very practical. Very true. Because depending on if you're camping overnight, you don't just want to go in the open air. You you'd want to bury it. I'm sorry, guys. It's <laughs> gross, but it's real. This is to be prepared. Next, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> next is hygiene. So, oh wow! <laughs> Let's just talk about hygiene after this. This is an important tip, guys. This is also dependent on you as a person. Some wet wipes, sanitizer, a little towel. Nail clippers, especially. Mm. Breaking a nail when you're like out in the world and not having a nail clipper to clip it with is the worst. Mm. There's worse things, but that's, it's, it's pretty mm. up there. That's like when it gets stuck in everything and, and it's, oh, it's painful. And imagine having to like travel by foot somewhere and your nail just hurts and you Oof. can't do anything. Nail oh. clippers. They can also be like little scissors if they really have to. Um, a brush, toilet paper, soap and toothpaste is on the short list for that. Uh, it's not ideal, but you can get past without a toothbrush if you should use your finger. I was going to say, can we go back to where you said Vaslapi? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to revisit this. <laughs> I'm giving people tips and I'm moving on. <laughs> so do we really need toilet paper? You see, it's, it depends on your personal mm-hmm. hygiene and what you feel like doing. Some people are comfortable with the Vaslapi. Some people I'm are not. I'm on the toilet paper. Uh, uh, I can't. I can't do the Vaslapi. And you know what? You know yourself. You do you. <laughs> I just can't imagine burying the toilet paper with. Mm. <laughs> There's some trauma in this <laughs> <day>, guys. 
<laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about it and I was like, oh, just had a moment there. You guys saw my face. This. And lastly, on the hygiene tips, menstruating peeps, please remember that you must yes. pack things for that as well. Mm. Um, yeah, there are so many different things, reusable things also available for that. So just just look into that. Um, other things that you might have, this isn't as essential for that four day bag, but good things to think about to have is a sleeping bla- bag or a blanket. You might be able to get like a small tent or a top to sleep under. Um, but that's very dependent on where you live and what time of the year it is. Mm. For example, now a tent would be pretty essential to me because I'm not going to be able to sleep outside at mm. night. Whereas in the summer, it should be fine. You know, the mosquitoes will be irritating, but I'll just sleep under a sheet or something. But in the winter, that's just not possible. Mm. Um, yeah, so if you plan to leave in a car, having some store, some stuff stored in there is also very important, like we mentioned. Mm. Um, it really helps to have this kind of stuff prepared. Um, these are just some of the ideas of things to take along, but it depends on your own needs and your families, for example. Go Google, go sit down and chat to your family members to see what popped up if you should maybe have to leave quickly. Mm. Um, Inga, I would like to ask you, since you have a baby, what mm. are the kind of things, because obviously when you go look online, there's like lists and lists and lists yes, and lists yes. of like essentials for babies. Mm. Should you need to put a bag together like this for your baby, what would you put in the bag? I'm thinking off the top of my head, wet wipes and nappies mm. are the first thing that I would, you know. Then a long sleeve vest and thick jerseys, onesies. I would go for the onesies because if I'm doing outfits, the space for a pants and a top and a this yeah. and a that. So I'm thinking the warm onesies mm. and vests can go a long way with that. Um, face cloth. I know there is wet wipes, but just to have wet wipes, a face cloth, and mm. nappies. Because, I mean, wet wipes do run out eventually as well, yes. so it's good to have something to fall back on. Yes, the vaslapi. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and then um, also we, my husband actually went, when he went to the pharmacy to get, you know, the things that I said for the top, you know, the cough setup and stuff. So he got a few things for baby as well. So I actually have hers in her drawer in a thing. Mm. So it's like Prospan, it's Babasir, it's different things. It's because babies do have very sensitive bodies. Yes, so it's just different things that we thought she might need. So instead of us having to go out and buy this and that and that, we thought let's just have it with us. So I think um, that's it for me. Like the onesies, the nappies, the wet wipes, a vaslapi, and then also I would take a cough syrup, mm. and I would also add like. Lotion and Vaseline, something to like something that I have is Bupenthin, which yeah. is I use Vaseline or no, but Bupenthin is good for like it's it it works all around. So like for a rash, it works for the bum if it's sore or mm. if it's like, you know, a bit raw. It works for so many things. And can I just say I use Bupenthin on my lips. It hydrates <laughs> it very nice. Ah. Multipurpose. So item. it actually is a multi purpose ointment. It it says nappy cream, but it's actually <laughs> It's actually quite cool. So I think those are the things that I can think of. Um, I have a blanket in the car for her always. So I'll maybe just grab another one so that mm. she's layered up. Yeah. But um, I think that that's all I can think of. Yeah, that's that's a really good list to give. And it gives a lot of perspective as well where your, where your daughter is at right mm. now. Because the information I read about this said, you know, parents should... It's every six months to a year, depending on the age of their kids, reassess and change up what is there. Because, for example, for my sister's daughter, 
Wawa is very important. Wawa mm. is like the little, I don't know, blanket thing with like a moose. I'm not sure what it is. Wawa is a mythical creature, <laughs> but she needs Wawa to yeah. go to sleep. So there's no way we're leaving without that thing yes. with us. Yes. So it's, yeah, to sit down and to look at them in their life phases right now of what they need is very important. So next, I'd like to chat a bit about what to keep in your house for emergencies. A lot of the stuff I've mentioned previously, you know, the food, the water, the toilet paper is very mm. good. But Plan for more than four days. You know, see if you have stuff for a week or up to 10 days, maybe 14 days if you have the spare cash and space. Mm. Get some big watertight bins and label them, you know, food, water, blankets. If you're blessed enough to have a garage that they can live in, they can go there. You also have to sit down and have a chat with your family about what they'll need in a longer time period. You'll be rationing food in all likelihood. So having enough food and food that will keep you full is a good idea. Chips are phenomenal, but... For the moment. <laughs> it, it really doesn't keep you full. So mm. having stuff like pasta, noodles, cans yeah. of veggies, mm. soups, you know, stuff you take camping. And that stuff lasts really long on the shelf. So just keep checking those dates and yes. cycle them into your house and then new ones out is a good idea. So when the water was cut in my friend's neighborhood, she told me that they needed some kind of container to take to the water trucks that went around to fill up because the municipality had arranged water trucks since there was no water coming out of the taps. So having something like a five liter really like city water jug is also a good idea because then if you should purify or have to carry it with you, it's not that mm. big that you can't carry it, but it's also, you know, big enough to be able to sustain you for a while. Um yeah, I think about till five years is good. Spare masks, you know? We live in the time of yeah. COVID. Having mm. spare masks is very yeah. important. Yeah. If you can, get one of those boxes of disposable masks. Yeah. Mm. That's what I do. And that's also good should someone in your house get sick and just need to be isolated a little bit. You know, mm. it's just good to have that yeah. on hand. Like that's something because my husband works in the medical field. So we actually have these um packets of masks. Mm. We have one in the cubbyhole in each car and then also one just in our home. For, mm. Because I am that person who will forget to take a mask <laughs> and then he'll be like, no, there isn't the cubbyhole. And we had to learn that because I would forget to take a mask and then I'll be like, I don't have a mask. And then he would have to go into the shop and I would have to give him the list. He was tired of doing that. <laughs> and I have to give him the list. And the thing is, if you give him the list and he does this and that, then I'm like, not that brand, that one, <laughs> not that one. that. Not. So it's like, oh, so you just said, no, let me put masks in the car as well. So it's good to have those things in different places, I'd say. Yeah. Because you might have it in your home. But then if you leave by mistake and you have nothing in the car, then you're not kind of prepared for whatever yeah. might come, you know? Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Thank you for adding that. So some other things, you know, but more drastic things that some people uh, mentioned to me were tops for waterproofing or temporary shelter. So let's say something happens to the roof and you need to like temporarily patch a hole so that mm. it's not raining through. Um, but that depends on how intensely you want to do this preparation. Um, like Inga mentioned, there are a bunch of baby supplies that you can bring with. Uh, something that someone told me was to keep an extra like full bag of diapers in your garage or wherever you can store it in the size that they're currently wearing. And if they start transitioning to a new size, use that up and then store another bag because you really don't want to get stuck in a place where you can't buy diapers yes. and your baby just really needs diapers as well as stuff like formula, mm. keeping that on hand. Um, something important to note here as well is your furry friends, your pets. Please keep food for them on hand yes. as well. Because it's, you know, 
you can feed them the steaks that you have prepared for yourself, but it's it's good to have dog food on hand or cat mm. food. You know, don't wait until the bag is completely empty, empty to have to go to the store. It's good to just have a backup if you can afford having yeah. that. Because you have to look after them as well. You know, they're part of the family. Oh, guys, we have, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but we have two German shepherds, Hunter and Cody. And <laughs> in the beginning, because my husband had them before, um, I moved in, so we didn't get them together. He had them before, and I was like, "I'm not really a dog person, <laughs> like you know." And then I would go, I would tolerate them, but now I'm like, "Are the dogs okay? Did you feed them? Did you?" Now I'm just like, you know, are they You're fine? A dog mom now. <laughs> oh, it took some adjusting, but I'm there. But you, I'm there. you start really loving these animals, so they yeah. they should be, you know, they're part of your family. Make them part, not part of the discussion because they can't really join mm-hmm. in, but make them a topic in the discussion. Yes. Be sure yes. to look after them. Um, some basic tools that you should have in your house uh, is stuff like a screwdriver, Allen keys, but a hammer and a small axe would be a good idea. Axes to get through doors as well as chop wood should you need to. A good set of plies is always a good idea as well. Um, there are apparently things you can buy that can temporarily fix a flat tire. I don't know if you guys knew about this. Is it like a, like that patch kit? That or thing. that patch something? Mm. Apparently you get those for tires as well, which I didn't know. Mm. I want to go get me one for my car. Cause you never know where you are and your spare tires flat Just or whatever. Oh, that's going to be the worst. <laughs> you thinking, okay, I'm going to change a tire. Yeah, your spare's flat. <laughs> oh. Or someone borrowed your spare without telling you, uh, which has happened to people as well. That is criminal. That is that is theft. That is <laughs> well, awkward. I'm more talk. I'm more mean. My my father took oh. my spare tire. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Not my neighbor hopped the fence and was like, "I need this." He was just there with the crowbar. Like, I need to get this spare tire. <laughs> no, so so having patches for that is also a good idea. Mm. My sister and her husband, as well as a bunch of people I know in Cape Town, buy firewood in bulk. Mm. Apparently, you can like order by the kilogram or whatever so having that is a really good idea for places that are colder like in the winter i want a nice fire i want it to be warm and if you don't have power for heaters boom bam there's a fire Mm. it's a bit more difficult than that but boom bam there's a fire um yeah so when the texas power outage happened last year i think this is the last thing lots of people used little solar power powered batteries for their phones Mm -hmm. you just leave it out in the sun and then your phone would charge with that so i thought that's a really cool tech idea to have around to keep your phone charged to talk to people in any cases you might need to Hmm. yeah it's really interesting and we get a lot of sun here in south africa so that's a good that's a good idea for a purchase for the apocalypse. <laughs> this is not apocalyptic ripping. <laughs> this is just in mm-hmm. case of natural disasters. Yeah. I'd like to ask you guys off the top of your head. I thought this would be a fun question. What oh, is no. one item you would not prepare? To give you an example, I would not buy or store a compass. I have no idea where north, south, west and east are. I know I'm supposed to. But like, yeah, what would you guys be? I can't think of one at this moment. Me they all either, seem but, very useful. But now that you said compass, I was like, that is something I would not. I don't know. You should have hmm. given me a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of my head. What did you say? Uh, an item that we would not prepare. Yes. Because we would not need it or because we don't because know Because you know you wouldn't be able to use it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Come back to me. Mm. <laughs> For now, the studio answer is a compass. <laughs> All right, that has been some stuff to prep in mm. case of an emergency. 
So let's just head on into the Bible quiz section of the show. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. time for the Bible fact section of the show. I know everyone's a bit tired of hearing of my voice, <laughs> but I'm going to run through this quickly. So have either of you heard of the Sinner's Bible or the Wicked Bible? That sounds like something that mm-hmm. the, I don't know, the people of Salem would have probably written. Inga, any ideas no, from I've your side? No, I've heard about it. I've heard about it, but I, I'm, I don't know about it. So please. Please tell us. Okay, so the Sinner's Bible is a version of the Christian Bible that was published in 1633 with the typo, Thou shalt commit adultery. Oh, (sighs) I've heard of this. They accidentally left the knot out. There are only 15 copies of this Bible (laughs) in museums and libraries around the world because a lot of them were destroyed. Mm. Um, They became known as the Sinner's Bible or the Wicked Bible. They were supposed to be King James Version Bibles, but uh, the, mis- this mis- the misprinted section is in Exodus 20, verse 14. The f- printers were fined a hefty f- sum for their mistake and also lost their license to exclusively print the Bible. Apparently, other people weren't allowed to print it at that point, huh. so they got into a lot of trouble. Um, apparently, omitting not is a very common error in printing, and that's why some style guides for printing suggest using innocent rather than not guilty. Hmm. There is a second error in the Sinner's Bible, though it's not confirmed. Um, but I'll let the listeners go and read the Wikipedia article to find out about that one. Hmm. Sure, that's, that's very interesting. Right? I'm so curious. And to think it was one simple mistake and they lost their entire livelihood. Yeah. Each week I'm going to look forward to these Bible facts, honestly. Right? They're really interesting. I do love the ones we hear. Now let's go into the happy health tip. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I Am Radio. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. So we are in the happy health tip section of the show. My, okay, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say my favorite part, but (laughs) a part that I really take note on. So I'm going to give you five basic, basic health tips. Number one, get enough sleep. The importance of getting enough sleep, of enough quality sleep cannot be overstated. Poor sleep can drive insulin resistance, can disrupt your appetite hormones, and reduce your physical and mental performance. Number two, feed your gut bacteria. Okay, now what does that mean? The bacteria in your gut, collectively called the gut microbiota, are incredibly important for overall health. Number three, stay hydrated. Hydration is an important and often overlooked marker of health. Staying hydrated helps ensure that your body is functioning optimally and that your blood volume is sufficient. Water, so we water mm-hmm. with no sugar. No, but there's water in Coke now. Uh, uh, in Coke like now. That's <laughs> like in Coke, comma, now. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, don't eat heavily charred meats. 
Meat can be nutritious and healthy and a healthy part of your diet. It is very high in protein and rich source of nutrients. However, problems occur when meat is charred or burnt. The charring can lead to the formation of harmful compounds that may increase your risk of, for certain cancers. And this is actually something that was mentioned when my mom was diagnosed and she had to, you know, cut down on certain things. So this is something they actually told us. So oh, I think I this is important. Mm-hmm. Number five, avoid bright lights before sleep. When you're exposed to bright lights, which contain blue light wavelengths in the evening, it may disrupt your production of sleep hormone melatonin. And I did not know that. So turn down the brightness on your phone screens. Definitely. But also, if I know Apple phones have this option where you can make the screen yellow to like combat that blue light. Blue light filter. Mm, Indeed. But lastly, what I would like to say on that topic is a friend of mine recently told me that reading before you sleep can actually help your brain really calm down and it can help you sleep better. And I have been reading before I sleep. I recently finished a picture of Dorian Gray. I'm currently about to finish Dante Allegory's Inferno. So I think this is a great way to calm your mind so you can sleep better. And I do feel when I wake up that I've slept better. So I've had quality Mm. sleep. I've avoided bright lights. So yeah, these are two tips in one now. Love it, love it. And just like that, we are at the end of a Monday with the 180 degree goals. Right? It really... I'm going to have to start seeing a giant clock in front of me so I can account (laughs) for the fact that this time is actually flying by. Because it doesn't feel real. Why did the elephant throw that? Okay, uh, I'm going to do that again. I'm I was going to say, like, again. no no dad jokes this week? No, what, 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 what goodness? No dad jokes Guys, I will have one for you next week. Yes, yeah. we can't wait. <laughs> this has been 180 Degrees. Signing, Signing out. out.